This is Noah and Ben and welcome back to the Tangent Show. And on today's episode we have a few pretty interesting stories we have to tell you. So today is Earth Day and um, if you didn't know President Joe Biden is going to be in Seattle today. He's going to visit Seward Park to I think sign a bill that protects some old growth forests. So um, what are your thoughts on that Noah? Yeah, from what I've heard about it, it seems like he's here mostly just to make like the Earth Day speech, um, but also talk about, uh, you know, clean energy, uh, like you said, reducing wildfires. Um, I think it's kind of cool that he's visiting Seattle. I mean, he's going to be right in Seward Park, which both me and Ben are going to be around. Um, And I've already heard things from my friends about like how they've passed a motorcade or a just see a bunch of activity around that area, kind yeah. of the Mount Baker area. Um, so I think it's really exciting. Um, you know, we all kind of think of politics as a very distant thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's like, oh, Joe Biden, what's he doing? No, 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 no. But then, like, once he comes and visits, it's like, oh, oh, I'm That's suddenly cool. very interested. Yeah. Uh, and I want to know more. Well, I mean, what, what are your thoughts on it? I think it's cool. I think it's good that he's, um, you know, making the speech about, you know, Earth Day. I think that's important. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm excited to I'll go to Seward Park later today. It's, it's, it seems like he's going to be there in the afternoon. I'm going there in the evening for, for dinner. Um, what are your plans for going to Seward Park? Uh, I will probably be rowing down there. Oh, um, nice. We kind of row in that area, in the Andrews Bay area, um, just because the water is nicer there. So I'm kind of wondering if they'll have, like, police boats in the bay, maybe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, we might not be able to hear them from there, but... Uh, if he is still presenting after crew, I might go check it out. Nice. Uh, you said you're eating dinner there? Uh, sort of near Seward Park, going to Pizzuto's for some Italian food with, with uh, the family celebrating my uncle's birthday. So oh, that's great. That'll be nice. Um, hopefully uh, Joe Biden does not take our <laughs> veal parmesan <laughs> that would be that would be disappointing but um just yeah. like completely books the restaurant books the entire restaurant <laughs> buys like i don't know yeah. 10 spaghettis or something who knows you um, could probably eat a lot of spaghetti eat a lot of spaghetti yeah. um uh but anyway yeah it's cool that uh joe biden is visiting washington I, seems like that's this is the first time he's gone to Washington as president. I think so. Yeah, it's good to see Washington getting some attention, especially on Earth Day. Yeah. Um, and in some unrelated news, or I guess technically related, still related to the government, um, there's been some interesting things going on with the Disney Corporation in Florida uh, that I think we should talk about because basically what's been happening is uh it's in you know the Walt Disney in Florida, not in California. Um, um, I know there's a difference, but like, I just call them both Walt Disney. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what all the different establishments they have are, but basically, um, Florida has those new kind of like anti, I guess anti-gay bills um, or like anti-gay education, I guess. Uh, and Walt Disney has spoken out. Not Walt Disney himself, like the corporation. Um, They've spoken out against those bills and like, oh, we're so sad that Florida made that decision. Um, and now Florida is taking away their special tax district. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So Walt Disney Corporation used to have a special tax district that basically let them do whatever they want on the land. Um, and that would 
you know, make it very easy for them to approve new rides or, uh, you know, cover up really whatever they wanted. Um, and they're threatening to take away this. Uh, it's called the Randy Creek Improvement District. Um, they're signed a bill to take it away, and that got passed. So now it has to go to the governor for signature. Um, and it would take place June 1st of next year if it got signed. Um, but I think the really interesting part of this is what will be Disney's response to this? Yeah. Um, because, you know, we all know that corporations like to put on this kind of character of caring about social issues. Um, but that tax district was probably really nice. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, they're probably disappointed losing that land, but I think it's good that they, you know, spoke out about, uh, like what's going on and, um, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, I mean, that's kind of a, a hopeful outlook toward it, right? Like, hopefully this doesn't uh, change their messaging. Um, but I think it's a thing to keep an eye on. Uh, and, I mean, yeah, I think like what you said, hopefully they make the right decision. But mm-hmm. we will see. It's another, another thing to keep your eye on in the news. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, at at Walt Disneyland or Disney World, there's lots of, Lots of rides, lots of activities, and lots of games. And Noah, I've I've heard <laughs> that you've <laughs> reinstalled a new game. So tell us about that. Yeah, uh, pivoting away from uh, the more serious topics, we're gonna go right into the goofy ones. Um, I've I've redownloaded Clash of Clans, and uh, okay. honestly, it's been a big big decision for me because I think the last time I played Clash of Clans was, I think like when I was ten or something, like wow. years ago. Um, so it was like before Clash Royale, yeah. Uh, before like pretty much everything. I I honestly have no idea what's changed. Um, I think I'm Town Hall level five right now. You know, so, right, okay. so we're we're working our way up. Working, working on it. But um, I know you are a Clash of Clans franchise enthusiast, Ben. Um, or at least I see you playing Clash Royale. Clash Royale. I I enjoy playing Clash Royale. I played Clash of Clans for a little bit a few years ago. Um, found it to be a little repetitive after like the first week or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually just stopped playing it. I think maybe I gave it another shot at one point over like the quarantine for a few days. But um, I don't know, kind of just transitioned to Clash Royale, which you can make the case for that game as well that it is very repetitive. But I don't know, I enjoy that one a little bit more. Um, but yeah, yeah. Since reinstalling it, I I really like to see, or I guess I've noticed the difference. I don't have Clash Royale, but I've noticed the difference. One of them is kind of a much slower paced game. Yeah. Um, and I think that's was probably a very good business move because probably the biggest complaint of Clash of Clans was that it was just takes too long. Mm-hmm. So by adding in another game that's like just completely separate, but still owned by the same company and very like fast paced Mm -hmm. you kind of capture more of the audience there um but i personally like the slower paced model better um personally just because as like a kind of person who's not that much into video games just because like i kind of have a lot of uh things to do (laughs) like a game where you can like log on and just queue up buildings because like i remember that's what i hated a lot of uh, about clash of clans when i was younger is just like how it takes hours and hours and like yeah, days to build pay- stuff yeah um and it's like that doesn't matter as much when like you can just 
build it and then go through the rest of your day not worrying about it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the end of the day, you're like, oh, I'll just check in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. More casual. You can just log in once a day or so and, yeah, just queue up queue up buildings and then you, you make some progress over the course of... And I, f- I feel like there's not nearly as much strategy as Clash Royale. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it seems like in the, the Clash of Clans, like, battles or, like, when you attack the goblin bases or whatever those things <laughs> are, you kind of just drop that, drop the troops. Yeah, um, I'm, and, like, there's certainly troop composition in Clash of Clans, but, like, I always hear people talking about, like, oh, who has the best deck in this uh, Clash Royale, like, yeah, that's true. you know, all that kind of stuff, and the meta changes, and, like, they balance stuff, and, like, I don't think that happens Yeah, nearly as much <laughs> in Clash of Clans. Didn't they, um... They added like some new cards in Clash of Clans, though. Is that, am I correct on that? There is a lot of stuff changed since when I was playing. Yeah. Um, there's like a whole like building village, and like I don't even know what that is. It's like mm. a separate village. Huh. Um, and there's like trading posts and like a bunch of stuff. But I'm glad to see that like all the core things are still there. Like you can still go attack other people. Um, by searching for them, uh, they still have... The part I liked the most as a kid was when you would upgrade buildings, they'd change a little bit. Oh, like, yeah. Like, they'd always look, like, just a little cooler, and mm-hmm. that's, like, so satisfying. Same with, same with, like, the troops and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Um, yeah, I, it's good that they they update the game every once in a while to keep it exciting, I guess. I, th- I think so, yeah. I mean, especially... Um, I mean, to me, it might not seem like much of a difference, but I think to the very high-level players who just have everything maxed out, like, they, you know, the updates are important for that. Yeah. I think, just to pivot away from it a little bit, I think it's interesting how, like, pretty much every game nowadays has some kind of, like, update series or structures. Yeah, or, like, a DLC or something like that. Yeah, or at least all big games. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, I know some of the indie games, smaller games, probably don't, but... Um, I mean, almost every game seems to have, like, a schedule of new content being added um, or, like, a season pass or, like you said, DLC. Um, I mean, what do you think about that? I mean, I think it's good. You have to keep the audience engaged um, to that game for as long as possible. I mean, for those game developers, if you're adding updates and uh, I guess if you add a little bit of monetization, then you're making more money. So it works out for them and it... It works out for the the fans of the game. You get more content, and uh, the game stays more interesting for a longer amount of time. I think I do agree with that. Um, I think that's like definitely true about the developer revenue. It just like gives a lot more support to the developers, and like probably makes their business a bit more secure. Mm-hmm. But if I were gonna play devil's advocate, um, I think the disadvantage of that is like uh, people aren't as concerned about just. The, you know, getting things right the first time, um, which you've also kind of seen with a lot of games that, like, say they're going to be really awesome, and yeah. then they fail. And they just flop or something. Um, and I think updates have been a way to save those games, but I think they might also be kind of like a crutch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like maybe when the game should have just been delayed, like, another year, instead they just, uh, like, well, well, we'll release it now and update it later. Yeah. And it's certainly an interesting situation because it's like, are they using the updates as a crutch to kind of support releasing a unfinished game? Mm-hmm. 
but then if they do release an unfinished game it's like well they might as well update it because it's like at least you get a finished game that's true at some point in time and then sometimes the updates can actually hinder the game i mean sometimes you get these new i don't know balance changes or something new that actually uh harms the game and its success i guess um doesn't happen too often it seems like but yeah i've heard a lot about that in um like mmos or like kind of i don't know i don't play them as much but just like those really like grindy online games yeah um, like the new, like Lost Ark or whatever Amazon's ones was. Hmm, I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, it was kind of weird. It was like this, it was before Elden Ring. So it was like whatever was playing before that came out. Oh, interesting. Um, and now that's like all hyped up. Yeah. Um, but it's like, uh, MMO RPG kind of thing, which is massively multiplayer online. I think it was MMO stands for the yeah. RPG is role playing game. Um, but it's like people were just very unhappy with like how the game was progressing, which I thought was interesting because hmm. usually it's like when the game comes out, everyone's unhappy and then slowly it gets better. But yeah. I guess people were just more excited for it, uh, at the be at the beginning. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. It's kind of strange. Um, I mean, I think it's just what the internet lowering our attention span has done yeah. to everyone. Everyone just wants like more stuff to come out uh i mean and i say everyone including me you know i play games that have updates that come out regularly mm-hmm. uh but i hope just don't pre-order games man this yeah, is not the not, not worth it not uh, the era to be doing that unless it's like a really good like company with like a consistent like uh yeah I franchise mean, I e- guess. even though like i mean speaking of Elden ring when that came out like you know, obviously now we know it was like pretty much up to standard with the rest of uh, those games, all the Dark Souls games and stuff. Like, you know, it, it is a good game, but people were really hyped about it. And there was also a large amount of people who were like, it's going to fail because people are getting so hyped up for it. Like they have made their expectations way too high. Yeah. And there's no way it's going to fulfill them. It's going to be bad. Um, and, you know, fortunately it wasn't. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, even those really reputable companies still, like Cyberpunk was from a very reputable company. Uh, you just got to be careful. Got to be careful out there. Yep. Got to be patient. Patience be patient. is a virtue. Uh, and I think with that, we're going to wrap up our show. Uh, this has been Noah. And Ben. Thank you for listening to The Tangent Show. <laughs>